great. You look great. <laughs> the only important thing to me is, do I look better than Swampy? Yeah. Uh, it's a tie. To it's like, does Phineas look better than Ferb? It's important to Swampy that I look better than him, too. Hey guys, so when I was eight years old, on my second day in LA, I came to the Disney Studios for my first time to talk to some awesome creators, Dan Povenmire and Swampy Marsh. So I am so excited to be back. It's been about 10 years, and in those last 10 years, you guys have accomplished a lot from Phineas and Ferb to Milo Murphy's Law. So how's the last 10 years been? Really busy, <laughs> but a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it, it's been full. It's been uh, yeah. it's been full of stuff. Uh, the, the, Phineas became this huge machine of uh, of doing Phineas at the same time as we were doing the Phineas <laughs> decom. At the same time we were doing the take twos with Phineas and Ferb. As a, we were doing. A whole, the the Doof's Daily Dirt. We were producing a whole bunch of things. Oh, all wow. Now when you say it out loud, I'm exhausted. I know. I'm, I'm exhausted <laughs> even before I said it out loud. Yeah, that does sound like a lot. When I sat down. I was just glad she was here so I could sit down. <laughs> so in my original interview with you guys, you told me that you didn't want to send Phineas and Ferb to school because you didn't want to draw all those desks. We don't want to draw all those desks. But now That's Milo's in school. So how do you explain that? Up. Well, you know what we did... <laughs> The only classroom that you ever see the inside of has the flat tables. We say it's going to be a science classroom, so we don't flat have to tables. do the, the multi, like all the desks with slightly tilted tops. The, wow. That's just, uh, yeah, it was like we just did flat tables. They wouldn't have even known. Yeah. You gave away your secret. Yes. So uh, it was just us cheating that out of there. So how do you think the TV industry has changed since you originally pitched Phineas and Ferb? Well, it's much easier for us to get another show. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like, you know, Phineas and Ferb took 13, 13 years to sell, and we, and we sold Milo just right away. So, Do you have a lot more so say in what you're doing now? The industry has just begot, become a lot easier, yeah. I think is what it is. Huh? Well, probably for you guys, because you already had a well-established yes, show. I think that might have been. Yeah. That's a little... Yeah. So uh, the the TV industry itself has changed drastically. Just you know, just from from going for to, from linear TV to DVRs and now streaming, everything like the the whole game has changed. They don't even know how to really measure the success of a show anymore. Right. It used to be just ratings. The next day you saw how many people saw it and stuff, and now it's like, well, the next day plus seven, the next day, day plus twelve, plus twenty four. Uh, it's uh, and it's hard to, to to sort of quantify a lot of the Netflix stuff, a lot of the other other things. You can't really tell uh, how many people are watching that unless you work at that at that place. Right. On the upside, they know exactly. making it is still fun. Yes. <laughs> so that hasn't changed. That's awesome. <laughs> and there's a lot more places to put content, so that, so they need a lot more content. So there's a lot more shows in production now. It's just in general, but. Animated shows. There's more shows in production now than there've ever been. So, if you're thinking of a career in animation, now's the time. That was actually my next question. What's your See? advice for someone looking for a career in animation? <laughs> draw. Yeah. If you want to draw, draw. The other thing is, is there's. Uh, I always talk about how many other jobs there are that aren't necessarily drawing, that are just as important. That are also creative jobs. Um, my my first advice is. You know, if you have a chance or an opportunity, go find out what the jobs are at a studio. Come see if you can arrange a visit. Most guys who work in these studios are pretty easy to get to know, and they're pretty happy to show you what they do. 
So there's a lot more to do out there than just drawing pictures. But if you like to draw, don't ever let anybody tell you you can't make a living drawing pictures, little funny pictures like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I just drew this, but they didn't pay me anything for it. I'm sorry. Well, we're doing promotion. Yes. Exactly. That's our job. Yes. <laughs> so there are a lot of theories online about DOG being a secret agent, and he was kind of shown to be. So who do you think is a better secret agent, Perry or DOG? There's nobody better than Perry. Yeah. I have to say that is the president of the OWCA, the head. I think Agent P is top-notch. But, so, but DOG does it without knowing that he's doing it, which is, which, which, which is, which is somehow more difficult. I think, <laughs> I, I think that uh, he, he just sort of stumbles around as a dog and somehow still wins. So, so he has the opposite of Milo's luck in a way. Yeah, actually, you know, he's one for one. Yeah, it's true. You know, Perry's gotten knocked down a couple times, so, so he doesn't have a perfect record. Do you think that if Phineas and Ferb had Milo's luck, they would have been able to accomplish everything they were going to do each day? I think they would have worked their way around it. I think that's sort of what we see in the crossover special is, is that, okay, now they've, they have to deal with this too, and, they've, and they figure out a way to overcome it and even use it to their advantage. Right. It's a workaround. They found a workaround. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so what gave you the idea to have Doofenshmirtz on Milo Murphy all the time, and will Major Monogram have any chance of moving in? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, the the thing is, these are really fun characters. Um, it's, they're people that you don't ever want to say goodbye to. They're fun mm -hmm. to do. They're fun to voice. They're fun to write for. They're fun to draw. Well, what, what's funny is first season on Milo, we were thinking, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do this big build to this big reveal that the, that it's all connected, and then once we reveal that it's all connected, we'll be able to bring characters like Doofenshmirtz and, and Monogram and whatever into Milo whenever we want, and and you know, and the, and the studio will not be the wiser. We'll have we'll have sort of we'll have fooled them, and then once we reve revealed that at the end of the first season, and we showed them what we were doing with the crossover special. Their only request for second season was. Would it be okay with you guys if we sort of made Doofenshmirtz a minor character in Finia, in in Milo? That's and awesome. We brought him in as like a like a regular character, and we were like, um, "We'll think about it and get back." <laughs> yeah, well, let's think about it. We like close the work. It worked. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Uh, so it was fun. <laughs> So speaking of the crossover, I did want to ask, since Buford was dancing in the crossover, did Bobby have to model for the animators at all? Oh, oh, thank heavens no. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds so fun to watch, though. Why not? It would have been fun. You can wear but, one of those like, uh, green suits. I think it would have also been sort of oh, scary. That's the girl way. Now that you say that, I would love to see Bobby in a green suit dance. <laughs> yeah, we should just put it in the show. We should just tell, tell him we're we doing a, get wet, a green suit. I, I've got a green screen at home. I can so bring it great. in and we can say, "This is what we need you to do for the and, and, and just, then just film it and put and something then, weird on it and yes. put it on the internet. <laughs> that's, that's, that's awesome. What that's what we're planning. If on you doing. see Bobby, don't tell him we're going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> So Phineas and Verb are pretty much nice to absolutely everyone, but with Milo, they kind of have to stay away from him. Was it hard to keep Phineas and Ferb's like character integrity and keep him being nice well, while still having him stay away from Milo? Well, I, I think they're the ones that say that, you know, like Candace is more the person who is sort of like, I think we should keep this guy as far away from us as, right. as possible. And Phineas and Ferb have a little bit of a, of a well, okay, no, I, he should be part of the team, but we need to... 
like see how this works first. How how can we use this? How can we turn this to our advantage? So they're still being nice, but they do recognize that there's a danger there. So so now that Isabella's a little bit older, has she been able to do any voices on the shows yet? She sang a demo for uh, for a pilot for a, for a friend's pilot. Uh, I wrote a theme song for a friend's pilot, and I had her her do the demo, and she sounds pretty good. And my and my youngest Melissa did some uh, temp voices for for Mike Roth's pilot. Oh, cool! And, That's awesome. Uh, and uh, and he liked it. Or he's like, hey, if I get a show out of this, I'm going to audition her for something. So we'll see. I've been sort of, you know letting them dip their, their toe in the pool a little bit and see what happens. Right. So um, your son is away at college right now. Yeah, What's it been like having him that far away? I'm really lonely. Actually, I miss him most when I'm out surfing because he was my surfing buddy. So you sit out <laughs> yeah. in the water and you think, oh, there's, there's oh, something missing. But he's having a great time. He's uh, thriving. It's only been six weeks and he's found all of his people. So... We're happy. He does play a certain cat, though. How does he manage that when he's at school? We're having to record him remotely. He has to get on a train uh, from his university to go into Edinburgh to one of the recording studios there and do the voice of Brother Bob. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Does he prefer being Danger Dog or Cool Cat? Oh, I think he likes being Danger Duck. Really? Although now that his friends in college have figured out that he does all this other work... Uh, he says, uh, the first they gave him a uh, you know, bunch of stick for it, but now they're like, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. <laughs> Milo's always positive, even though a lot of bad things happened to him in the show. Was this a purpose of messaging that to kids so they knew to be positive in that way? Oh, absolutely. That was kind of the intent of the show is, you know, we had Phineas who was always positive and everything always went right for him. And that idea was, could you still be completely positive even though everything goes wrong for you? Right. And that was the challenge. And that's what we thought was cool about Milo. Yeah, Phineas is a, a celebration of positivity in the face of everything going right to, for you. And so Milo's sort of uh, this, the same show, but the opposite show at the, at the same time. Yeah. It's like positivity in the face of everything going wrong. And that's, <laughs> when, that's when the show really gelled. Is, is, that was actually a character I was putting into another pitch, a different pitch entirely. But I always looked at that character and said... I think this character should have his own show. And I brought it into Swampy's office and said, this, this, you know, this character from this other pitch, and, he, and he's like, yeah, I always felt like that character should have his own show. And I was like, yes. That's funny. What should we do? It's like, all I've got written down here next to him is indefatigably positive, <laughs> right? Indefatigably optimistic. That's yeah, what I said. That's awesome. And, and Swampy said, what if he's optimistic in the, in the, face of everything constantly going wrong and then and, the, and it was like ding 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 and then we just like had the entire concept for the show 10 minutes later we had, we had like all these notes and philosophically we always believed that life is always going to throw stuff at you and it really comes down to what you do with that either it's the reason that life defeats you or it's the thing that makes life interesting and gives you character and gives you knowledge and all of that and that's how milo feels about it what his life is. Right. So has there been any confirmation of a season three for Milo yet? There has not. Uh, the, we're probably waiting till it goes on uh, Disney Plus. Okay. And, and see what happens there. It had really good ratings towards the end, but then they were 
concentrating on the the Phineas movie that we're doing for uh, for Disney Plus. Right. So, what can you tell me about that movie? Well, we're really not supposed to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, Disney would be really upset if we talked about. It. But the but the main story is. And then the credits roll. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you can tell it's going to be pretty exciting. Yeah. Exactly. That was so specific, too. Yeah. So <laughs> hopefully Disney won't find out that we. <laughs> So if Milo comes back, will the pistachios be showing up or maybe some almonds? Oh, <laughs> almonds. There are so many other nuts. There are a lot of different nuts. <laughs> you know, the, the reason I chose pistachios was because a friend of mine's son, is they find out is deathly allergic to specifically pistachios. And I thought that was always a weird specific <laughs> nut to be eating. Like, it has no problem with, with peanuts or walnuts or anything like that. Just pistachios was, the, and so I made them the villain of the things. And you know what's funny? As a kid, when I went to red carpets, Disney almost always had pistachios for a few years. They gave them out at red carpet events. It was I had, really. I had no idea that was. I just think the character is it. Cavendish. It's fun to say pistachios. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Really That's awesome. Okay, so I gotta admit, I am a huge Meep fan, and I want to know if we'll ever see him again. <laughs> Oh, you know, we never say never. Like, like we, we didn't necessarily think we'd be doing this movie, and then they sort of pull us back in. Uh, for, well, you for, weren't going to uh, make the second episode for me, even, do, right? It's, it's entire. Yeah, we weren't. We weren't planning on doing the second one. We weren't planning on doing the third one. Who knows what will happen in the in, in the future? I get asked that question a lot. I've been asked that really? question in the last one. I'm not the only me crazy fan. I took a trip. I took a trip to Japan with the family like last year, and we went and visited the studios there. We could put out a Meep show just for Japan. Yes. <laughs> they Meep is Really? They have Meep in toys Japan, and Meep yes. keychains. Oh, by moving Meep to Japan. Yes. That's yeah. awesome. It's very cool. <laughs> That's really cool. It's, it's Meep Me in St. Louis, isn't that yes, what it's going to be? Uh, yes, so, That's awesome. Yeah. We purposely made another silly trailer for something we weren't planning on making with right. even more ridiculous. Well, I was so impressed when I saw the That's second so one. I was like, oh my God, they did it. They put yeah. them all together. That was probably the hardest thing we've ever written was trying to take a bunch of, of, of things that didn't have anything to do with each other that we put together as a silly trailer and then back engineer them into But it worked story. so perfectly. You got to do it again. I felt, felt like it was so much work. I felt like we should put like a little star in the corner every time we hit one of the, the yeah. things that was in the trailer. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. People oh. would buy it on DVD if you release yes. like the special star version. Yes. That would be really cool. That Actually, would be we cool. should do that afterwards. We should yes. go back and put one in. And take it. Yes. That ding, would be cool. Ding, ding. We should do it for the, uh, for the Disney Plus. I've version. heard. That's cool. Remember you talked about the, the Star Wars movie. You wanted somebody to go back in and cut the Phineas and Ferb Star Wars show into the original movie. Yeah, because I think... Some guy says he did it. Oh my God, that's yeah. awesome! Tell him to send us a link I, I because started, I will watch it. I just started talking to him. I told him you have to send it to me. Oh, that's awesome! That's yeah. awesome! That's awesome because it, it would actually work. We, I know we, we did it in such a way that you could literally just go from this shot of Luke's looking out, looking out of the twin suns, and then pan over and see. It's, it's yeah, like, apparently his son did it in yeah. film school, and he's trying to get it to me. So. That's an awesome project That's to have. Really <laughs> awesome. Are we going to see Vanessa again on in any show? We 
might we might see Vanessa. Interesting. Again. I always related to Vanessa growing up. She we was always seen, the one I. We have seen Olivia recently, and Olivia is right now I know. in X in Factor, the, the really? celebrity X Factor in uh, in Great Britain, because there she's she's remembered very fondly for her role in uh, in Love Actually, which is a big Christmas movie that they yeah. watch every. That's year. funny. I just know her as Vanessa so. and Marceline. Yeah. That's oh, really you should, funny. Yeah, you should see Love Actually. She's uh, uh, she's uh, the she sings this. Uh, Mariah Carey Christmas song at the end. That's and cool. She was seven years old with a voice like Mariah Carey. She's, she's, wow. She was amazing. That's amazing. She's still amazing. So I did want to ask if diversity played a big part in what characters you chose for Milo Murphy. You know, there was, there was talk uh, early on about di diversity. When we, we'd done the pilot and I'd just sort of drawn the first things that came, came off of... of uh, of my head, and somebody asked us about, like, is there, is there a way we can get some color? And it was like, oh, well, we could easily make, make you know, it's like, okay, in that case, we'll, we'll make uh, Zach Black. And it made him, I, th I thought, a more interesting character. Let's do it. And, uh, and we made Amanda uh, Latin, and we and, and, uh, and got Chrissy Fit to, to do it. And uh, I, I think it's a good thing to remind people about, because you tend to sort of draw what you've always been drawing right. in, in, in animation. And, and, uh, and you ended up drawing a bunch of, you know, it's, it's easier to make funny looking guys than girls. It's easy, you know, it's, it's easier to just sort of just draw the characters very homogenous. And I think it's good to remind people that, uh, not to do that. Right. And, and we were like really happy. And that, then it made, uh, it, it added, a lot of color to the show, not just just color, but 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 Mackay's voice, which we would probably not have have had him if it had been a, a white character. His voice has so much texture and and yeah. uh, and played so well against the other two voices. We we were I was thrilled with his performance all the way through. Yeah, he he's fantastic. really good. Is there a reason there's a lead character redhead in both shows? I think that's awesome, so I wanted to ask about it. <laughs> um, the uh, I'll tell you, Melissa in in Milo is is based on my daughter Melissa, and it looks like her. And that's cool. and when I you know like originally Candace was just sort of like my sister, and we made, decided to make a redhead because she was she'd be sort of fiery and and, and that way. But uh, my sister was a blonde. My uh, my. Oldest daughter, Isabella, who Isabella from Phineas and Ferb is named yes. after, is a blonde with blue eyes. Doesn't look like her at all because she was not even born. We, we knew we were having a girl and her name was going to be Isabella. So I created this character and named it is, is, Isabella. But it's actually drawn to look like my niece, Amanda. Uh, because because that was the the little, you know, the, the little toddler that we knew. And uh, the... Uh, uh, when I was doing Milo, I, I had all the character designs out on my on my uh, table at home, and I went to bed and I came up the next morning, and Isabella had put a post-it on the thing and said, "You can't put Dad, you can't put Melissa in this show and not me. That's not fair." And I went in and I said, "Isa, you know there there's a there's a big hit show with a character based on you, right?" And she and she said, "Yes, but that doesn't look like me." 
And that looks like Melissa. And I was like, and I was oh, like, no. oh, I can't win for losing. I was just trying to make it even because she had a character based on her. I was going to do a character based on Melissa, but but I couldn't, you know, it's like there's no getting around the sibling rivalry. So one of your girls is blonde and one has red hair? Yes. That's really cool. Yes, they both have bright blue eyes. That's Neither cool. Neither me nor my wife have blue eyes. It's a recessive gene. It's a recessive gene, but we tried to figure out it, the, the odds of us having... Two girls that have bl uh, bl uh, blue eyes is like 16 to 1. It's yeah, like that's pretty one well. If it's just one, but it becomes exponential to try yes. to, get to get two of them. That's yeah, crazy. So Jango's got blue eyes and we don't, but my yes. mom does and Bear's mom does. Yeah. Like so my dad all of you, Clarissa's both of you have kids with blue eyes. Yes. That's crazy. Yes. Yeah. That's really cool. So... I read online that you guys worked on Rocco's Modern Life together and you were paired up, and I'm not going to name names because one of you was neat and one of you was messy. Is this true? Well, artistically. Well, here's the thing. No one has ever called me neat. But at the time, now Swampy has become much more clean and... and, and yes. He was, was much more swampy swamp, back then. Swampy was more of an adjective describing him back then. Oh my uh, god! There was, you know, there was. Somebody said once that that they would come into our office and there was sort of like it just sort of felt like a locker room in there because he would come in in a in in a biker uh, in a biker suit because he, he would One ride his motorcycle motorcycle suit. There was all you know, like in the middle of summer he wouldn't wash it. He would put it like this. I didn't care. It all just sort of smelled the same to me after after a while anyway. But people said it smelled like a locker room. And Helmets, gloves, boots, and yes. a big leather suit. So <laughs> next to that, I'm very cluttered, but 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 it's. It, but if you look was, at our art an, styles too, aura. My uh, my art style is is very super, rough, super messy, and I get very <laughs> messy, and I'll often even have it's to like raise up. And four Dan, B pencil and, and just it'll beat yeah. all over the place. Dan can take a sharpie and just draw. Well, and yeah. It comes out <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah, I didn't do a pencil. So I always said I, I I think that one of the reasons they put us together is they if they you know they thought maybe that we would meet somewhere in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, yeah. you released who was the messy one, not me. Oh yeah. I just want you yes. to know. Did you guys come up with Phineas and Ferb that far back, and was it at Macaroni Grill? Uh, it wasn't Macaroni Grill, but it was like Macaroni Grill. It was okay. a place called Wild Time that no longer exists in Pasadena. And they would give you um, uh, butcher paper yes. uh, and, and, and a can of crayons. And, and I drew him, on, drew him there. And Swampy and I were writing together on, on, on Rocco, but we wanted to create something that we could do together so that we wouldn't have to stop writing together because we were having such a good time. And I took that, that drawing, tore it out, out, took it home. It's, it's, there's a picture of it on the internet. Somewhere, and uh, that night I drew Perry, uh, Ferb, and Doofenshmirtz, and I brought That's him in awesome. the next day and said, "What about these guys?" And he was like, "Ooh, I like that." We came up with the whole idea for the show and the whole concept of the show, how it all worked, like probably in a week or less. Yeah. Uh, that was that week, and that was like 1993. So wow. it was when we were working on Rocco. Wow. Um, so I did want to ask you, what has it been like working with your own production company separately, too? It's Well, for one thing, the commute's great. It's an eight-minute walk, <laughs> um, which has been terrific. And I had my office in an Airstream in the front of the building, which was really kind of cool. Uh, His office is the only one with air conditioning in that Airstream. No, that's changed. That's we have upgraded. <laughs> Everybody else has air conditioning now. Okay. <laughs> 
And that was not even I actually him, installed. I gave him a, a bunch of crap about that <laughs> last time I was there. I was like, you're making everybody else sit in the sweltering heat out here, and you've got like an air conditioning. But it's nice. We're, we're down by the beach, uh, and it's a very cool group. And there's a lot of place to walk. We're right off of Abbott Kinney, and we're having a good time writing a lot of music doing Pete the Cat, which is just a very warm, sweet, kind of wonderful show. So Pete the Cat is for a younger audience. Oh, I do want to ask if that was inspired by your grandchildren at all. Well, one of the things that when I first asked about, because I was asked if I wanted to get involved with the show, and I didn't really know Pete the Cat, because my son was already older than that by right. the time it came to my attention. So when I turned to my grandkids and said, hey, I'm being asked about this show, Pete the Cat. <laughs> oh, it was clear that if I didn't do it, I would have been in a lot of trouble. <laughs> my youngest, Chloe, was like, oh. You have to. That's you awesome. Have to. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, my youngest was really excited. She was like, Swampy's doing Pete the Cat? That's awesome. That's really yeah, cool. She was a big fan, too. So, how do you guys solve creative differences? Uh, knife fight. Arm wrestle. Interesting. <laughs> Very different answers. One more Disney than the other. Well, you know, the, 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 a creative difference is always sort of solved by who's more passionate. Uh, in. Uh, <laughs> Whoever believes it the, the 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 most, or often who's who's loudest, which gives me the advantage <laughs> a lot of the time. But uh, uh, but we have we see very eye to eye on you know on all things Phineas. We pretty much very rarely disagreed on on anything. It was it was always sort of the way we both saw it. And one of the reasons I think we've always really enjoyed working together is we can have. And it really is rare when we have different views on things. We can have a really passionate discussion, but it's never personal. Right. We can be in the middle of having an argument about a character and literally do that. Oh, wait, it's lunchtime. Let's go grab some food. That's and great. That's a awesome. Coyote and the, and the sheepdog in, yeah. in, the, in the old Warner Because it's not about yeah. any personal stuff. Right. We're really aware that it's about making the work better and making it funnier or sticking to the character and what that is. Um, we we have to be aware sometimes because we'll get heated and people around us are like, oh, wow, <laughs> this is quite, and we're like, no, no, it's cool. It's, it's okay. just about, yeah, we're fine. Yeah. Don't do they believe you, though? Uh, I think so. Well, some people who've been with us a long time do. They get it. you got to have the discussion in your character voices. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's like, are you kidding? That's not the way we're going to do it. Actually, we're, we're, we're actually work sort of like, uh, most of the time it's sort of like improv where you don't say, no, you say yes, yes and, and, awesome. and you just build on each other. And I think that's why we're, we're really good at, as, as, a, as a writing team because we, we say, oh, that's a good idea. We could also do this. Or, we, or in maybe instead of that, I think this is a better way to get there instead of saying, ah, that sucks. That's really cool. Oh, that's we'll cool they use the improv stuff. <laughs> yeah. Is it cool having The Simpsons in the same realm of being involved with Disney as Phineas and Ferb now? It's a little weird. It is. I'll be honest with you. It's always <laughs> felt like two different worlds. So, you know, and I think they're still going to exist in a kind of side-by-side -side way. But when somebody first said they're all going to be part of the same family, I was like, don't know if that's going to work. I'm sure I like that. That's sort of a weird full circle for us because we met working on The on Simpsons. Simpsons. Right. We were, we were, we were, we were yeah, we were, we, we were next door neighbors on The Simpsons. That's awesome. It's crazy that you guys have worked together for that long and barely ever argue. 
Yeah, it well, is weird. there was a long time where we weren't working together. Which is very sad. It was like 13 years or something where we were ages. not even in the same studio. It was the dark ages. It was the dark ages. Oh. <laughs> it, was the, it, was the, it was the dark time. <laughs> the empire. <laughs> Who's more likely to come up with the worst evil invention, Stewie or Dr. Doofenshmirtz? Ooh, I, I think Stewie's evil inventions are a little more practical, usually. I think Doofenshmirtz tends to just come up with an idea before he figures out the actual evil application to it. You know, just like from the very beginning, he was like, I'm going to wrap the entire eastern seaboard in tinfoil and then reverse the rotation of the earth. Like, I don't know quite how that benefits me yet. I, I, maybe I, I haven't figured that part out. Stewie's step always feels more targeted to do yes. some serious damage. Yeah, yes. <laughs> that makes sense. Probably because it's for adult audiences, yes. so it's allowed. Exactly. Which would you rather have, a time travel-inator or another dimension-inator? That is hard to say. Ooh, I, think, <laughs> I think a time travel-inator would allow me to go back and reverse a lot of really bad decisions I have made. That's awesome. So, do you guys have any last-minute announcements for the interview? Well, Phineas and Ferb is going to be available. All of Phineas and Ferb will be available, the entire, all the seasons uh, will be available November 12th on uh, Disney+. Disney Plus. And my brother and I will be re-watching all of it. Excellent, the entire oeuvre of, uh, of Phineas and Ferb will be there, and then Probably next year... Three days of watching. And then next year in 2020, uh, we'll have a brand new Phineas and Ferb movie on Disney+. Plus. So... Pick up Disney Plus is, I think, the main bullet point of this presentation. Yeah, that sounds important at this point. <laughs> okay, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate nice it. Nice seeing you. You too. If you guys don't know what to do today, then you should watch Piper's Picks. If you are really smart, you would watch Piper's Picks TV. Watch Piper's Picks TV. Now, do it.